A mile-high tower reaches up like a lightning rod, arcing into the clouds, calling out to travelers and traders alike that fortune and a new destiny lies within these walls. This is the Spire, a city drowning in the weight of history and a torrent of God's blood. It is a city run by a population of wicked and bizarre high elves, the Aelfir. And under their gilded boot lies the crushed, dark elves, the drow. They share their suffering with the humans and gnolls that hide within the margins of this desperate reality. A sin was enacted within the spire before our tale. One third of the tripartite drow goddess of the moon, Damnau, has been slain. Her head, Limya's head was taken by an insurgency of conspirators on the top of the spire, and now a piece of her lies hidden within its depths, gushing a torrent of her holy blood down the tower like a horrible canal. The rest of her body found its way to the home of our tale, to the rotting rip and reality that the spire sits atop, the heart. No one knows exactly what the heart itself is, they only know it is a warping force that breaks reality itself to the whims of the sentient mind, that it responds to the creatures that enter and dwell in its domain, and that it works with awful intent inscrutable to any sane mind. This is where Limia's primary remains have found themselves and the combined madness of the heart itself and Limya's warping ichor have created a sodden oceanic hellscape quite unlike any other in the course of written Desteran history. A bevy of adventurers, plunderers, pirates, and penitents have made their way aboard this ichor sea and have made a new home within the shifting world of islands and alcoves. There's safety to this new heart. It maintains order far better than the previous iteration, thanks to the effects of the Ichor, and sustenance has become much more plentiful along its shores, thanks to more efficient trading routes. Yet, the new dangers present still challenge any who dares travel into the depths, and the deepest reaches of the heart still remain broken realities only the most unhinged would dare delve into, with Lemia's corpse and the heart itself still awaiting those foolhardy enough to seek them. Now, we find ourselves in the company of those foolhardy enough to do as such. Four delvers with a task at hand that has led them to a great fungal forest, in search of a ritual component that will send them down a different kind of river, and on to a journey that may encompass the rest of their lives. Their fates beckon them, Alessa, Marceline, Mob, and Setson, to the bottom of this bizarre sea, where secrets kept will set them free or claim them forever. Welcome to Unhallowed Shores. A heart campaign by the Savage Godlings. Where once we sat in the spire, now we move down to the heart. Changed from the heart that once sat beneath our hero's feet. Something different. Something now icker drowned. The heart is suffused with the blood of a dead god. Limia, to be specific, 
murdered in a violent political coup, the nature of which is still a mystery to the vast majority of Aspire and everyone that now deals with the effects of such a terrible, heinous act of heresy. We move deep into an increasingly sodden world, teal god's blood eking out of every orifice of this god-forsaken place. We find ourselves in a forest of a kind, mushrooms standing tens of feet tall, caps hanging over drooping, feasting on the detritus of what once was the heart, and now is something increasingly changed. We see a small group of delvers, torch and lamplight lighting their bodies. They are on a quest of a kind. They've been hired by a man known as Domon Blight, an Azorite of the world above. Priests of Capital, the sister sect to the Incarnadines that find themselves spread throughout the heart. Domon Blight has hired a group of Delvers specifically to assist him in a mistake he's made. A life-changing mistake. He once worked with a business partner, a man known as Steel Dancing and Hatred, an Incarnadine of some renown, who managed to get the signatures of several business partners into a contract none of them could fully comprehend. Now, Steel Dancing and Hatred is dead. He finds himself in the palace multifaceted, the heaven or hell of the Incarnadines. And thanks to the contract he managed to find his business partners trapped within, a steady, steady stream of tithings make their way to him. These keep him in incredible standing in the palace, but those that he is trapped to do as such are not happy about the arrangement. Doman Blight is one of these business partners. So, he's doing the impossible. Sending a group of Delvers into the palace multifaceted itself to drag Steel Dancing and Hatred out of his cushy heaven and back into reality to break the contract one way or the other. The first leg of this journey is to find an ingredient. The heart of a heart's-blooded Mustang. A disturbing, massive, caterpillar centipede beast that roams among these wilds. The Redcap Wilds near where the Redcap Grove and the druids that infest them are found. Once this heart is found, it will be used in a ritual of a kind, the nature of which our party has not become entirely privy to. The contract has been accepted, their payment will be delivered upon the delivery of steel dancing and hatred. But first, a beast must be slain. We move in closer to our delvers, still bathed in lamp and torchlight, and we begin to see them. One by one. At the vanguard, a lamp flashing across the multicolored fungal forest around them. A figure, Marcelin. Can you introduce us to him? Yeah, so Marcelin is a... You, you sort of get glimpses of him in the torch as it kind of wanders back and forth in front of him. Uh, held forth... Um, in his right hand, his left, uh, clutching onto uh, a knotwood shillelagh uh, that he uses to keep his balance. He walks with a discernible limp, um, his body sort of bobbing in tune uh, as his large uh, pack shakes behind him. He's, a, he's an old drow, uh, one eye uh, filmy and, and covered what looks like maybe... Uh, cataracts or 
uh, some sort of pimple-like moss. Um, his hair is is bedraggled and oily, and there's very little of it remaining anyway. Uh, but the man is bedecked in uh, what looks like uh, old soldier's robes, or uh, like a few pieces of armor that he's kept from um, some long some battles long ago uh his one eye just stares out into the distance um from his ear a uh, a badge hangs from a loop uh a badge that reads uh vicky the uh badge is of the 33rd legion a uh, legion that he by dint of having found this this one token he belongs to um yeah and he sort of leads this party um as they wander forth now somebody following marcelin is beginning to hear something they need to get his attention who is it uh i think it's alessa i think alessa's following pretty close behind could you introduce us to alessa Yes, uh, Alessa is a uh, a short drow woman in her mid-40s. She's about five feet tall with a head full of fading blonde hair set in a thick, uh, messy braid that falls down to about the small of her back, pretty long braid. Um, her face is covered in freckles, and her body is covered in scattered brands tattooed onto her skin, uh, signifiers left by uh, those that she has owed debt to in uh, her extensive time in the heart. Um, she uh, She's slight she's slender uh, with some some muscular musculature um, her arms are both absent from her body uh, and in their place um, are two uh, wooden very used looking very um, aged and damaged mannequin arms uh, that she can manipulate at will um, and she is covered in these rags that uh, are sewn together um, that flow in the wind uh, various different rags some looking like she picked them up out of the gutter some looking as though they were stolen from uh, ancient dynasties um, and she carries a, a thick backpack and many little um, pockets and such for trinkets and uh, carrying what have you so Alessa got some sort of inclination that they were being watched what would be her response and, and how would she inform the group um I think she would tell uh, she would tell Marceline first. Uh, being Marceline being the the one sort of leading this charge, she would go up to Marceline very very casually. Nothing, um, uh, not like in a in a big panic or or a, or a fuss. Uh, almost a, just like normal conversation, um, and then just slip it in. Just uh, hey, something's happening. <laughs> so. Who among the rest of the Delvers uh, hears Alessa bring up this problem? I think I think Mob does, uh, for sure. Could you introduce us to Mob? Sure thing. Uh, so, Mob is a, a short in stature, uh, humanoid figure wearing a wearing a cloak. Um, beneath the cloak, you can see uh, his his fair skin sort of bubbling, uh, as if something is underneath trying to be set free um yet despite all the all the horrors going on uh with his body uh he still has a smile almost constantly plastered on his face nice i feel like there's like a low drone coming from mob right 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a low, a low drone. That's that's a great way to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Ooh, wonder what that could be. <laughs> it could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs> Ooh, no spoilers. Um, so I, I think you, as you said, you hear the Alessa bring up this complaint to Marcelin, and then um, one of your one of your, of course, your abilities here is that you can you can see things with a particular ability of yours, and I think this ability of sight uh, leads you to to seeing a corpse. It's not a person. Uh, it's something like a deer. Uh, but it's clearly gotten a few too many legs on it. Uh, but it's been sucked dry, completely desiccated. Bones and essentially skin is all that's left. Um, and it has a massive puncture in its gut. Who do you tell? Um, I'm going to point that out to Setson, who I believe is the last one uh, behind me. Setson seems to be rounding the back. Could you introduce us to Setson? All right. Rounding up the back as he tends to take fights very well when surprised is Setson, a tall, I guess rectangular kind of person, you know? If if one were to describe the general shape of Setson, it would be like a vertical rectangle with rounded edges, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's clad in this sort of jacket and pants combo that uh, used to be reddish but has turned purple over the ages and a thick sort of mop of black hair that if not for a faded headband over his head uh, would be in his eyes in addition until he hears um, mob point out the wonderful image in front of him. Um, he's sort of walking along kind of mindlessly, you know, picking at the uh, rust that forms on the back of his metal-studded gloves. He, he asks, uh, Mob, do you, do you have any idea what that could be? I'm, I'm not uh, enjoying looking at this. I... I, I could it could be anything I I just saw it there, we're hearing noises it, I'm not sure where where it's coming from I mean if it's ghosts then I can I can deal with that but if I really don't want it to be ghosts like <laughs> I just I mean I haven't been down here long but ghosts those are down here can there be ghosts there have been ghosts ones that i there have been ghosts yeah but don't worry as long as i'm here they uh they they don't like to uh engage usually so it's not ghosts i mean i can't prove that but sure if it makes you feel better alessa do you think it's ghosts honey there's ghosts everywhere oh. i i haven't i haven't been to a place anywhere that ain't got ghosts there's ghosts here i don't know if you're gonna see them but there's ghosts speaking of uh seeing i think uh i think there's still something that we have yet to address yeah if you could be so kind as to point out the actuality of the problem that'd be much appreciated i mean the actuality i'm pretty hungry that's i mean if we want to get to the root of it i i'm i'm fucking starving yeah well 
it's not my fault that you that you decided to have a giant breakfast and then like skip out on lunch. Oh, but it was so good. Well, then you should have brought some snacks. All right, this is some fun banter and what whatnot, but uh, we obviously unfollowed. That's the problem here. Yeah, we. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want me to say that out loud? Yeah, we're being followed. I'll yell it out if you want. And then a distant rustling, a tree as if it's being hit by a 50 mile per hour gust, sends a well, a tree, a mushroom in reality, uh, sends a, a whip of air hot on it, the smell of decomposition rushing towards you. Um, and you hear the scuttling of legs upon legs upon legs. I think I found the target. Yeah, it sounds like the scuttling of legs upon legs upon legs. Hey, fuck you. At least it's not ghosts. I wish it were a ghost. All right. <laughs> Setson sort of, uh, I guess, knocks together his... Uh, gloves like a like a boxer at the beginning of a round um he puts up his dukes marceline sort of turns around he's almost bowled over by the wind and he just he grabs onto his shillelagh with both arms and he's just like whacking it back and forth like get him come on Uh, come on him get him i'll get him (laughs) (laughs) the scuttling gets closer uh it's large it's loud, and it is fast. Uh, are we, are we really, uh, we really just standing on the ground? This thing sounds, uh, it, it sounds pretty big. You, you want to, what, you want to fight like a, like a, like a scuttling train or something? Uh, no, I, I agree. We should go. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, no, let's, let's, let's get, let's ski-daddle. Uh, yeah. Uh, you might have a point there. Uh. We should probably be jumping out of the way by now. Yeah, let's vamoose. Who would like to lead this evade? I suppose since I'm already at the front, I will uh, hobble forward as fast as possible, sort of doubling up my steps. Um, so I'm going to say everybody's involved, so everybody needs to take the stress, but mm-hmm. um, no, go ahead. Roll 4d10. 4d10, all right. Do you have evade? Uh, I do not. Okay, so yeah, 4d10. All right, right. six. Uh, Give me a D6 of fortune stress, please. Not too Uh, bad, not too bad. Yeah, so luckily you still managed to uh, clear out of this this, clearing um, before whatever is scuttling close manages to overtake you, but you can see bursting through the the thick crop of mushrooms that you guys were about to enter. Something like a horse head. It's... Its jaws distended, its teeth drooping apart from one another, like whatever bone is holding them in place is gelatinous or, or cartilaginous, like a shark. It lulls open. Its tongue comes flopping out of the maw, and it searches around along the ground where you guys once were, like a sniffing dog hunting for whatever its prey may be. You recognize this from descriptions from your employer, Doman Blight, as the thing you're hunting. The heart's blooded Mustang. It's probably, to us, the size of um, a bus, roughly in length. Not exactly in height or width, but it is long. And its ribs have become distended out of its body and operate like the legs of a centipede, scuttling it along the ground and pulling it along. Its legs vestigial, almost, dangling at the front and back of its body. Um, All of it elongated and, and something horrible lies underneath it though the shadows cast completely obscure it it can still sense your lamplight and your torchlight um, but it clearly cannot see well its eyes look roomy and cataract filled do you guys think it can hear us 
Well, then maybe if it can, we shouldn't be whispering. You know, um, I mean, I figured we'd come up against this thing. I didn't figure it'd be this, uh, big. I was hoping for one of your, you know, uh, regular, uh, small horses, uh, <laughs> pony-wise. <laughs> yeah, you want to... One of your, one of your, you know, your standard, um, you know, uh, centipede-style crawlers, you know. But I mean, if we hate looking at this thing so much, we we might as well get to hunting. My, I, God, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, we we can we can we can take it. We got the, um, Setson, you can take it. Yeah, you kill all sorts of things. You you can definitely do it. I have killed things that are close in size to me. I have not single-handedly killed something the size, generally, of that. All right, Alessa's going to try to sneak uh, behind it and crawl up its its body and try to stab it in the eyes. All right, Alessa's making a sprint for it. Yep, uh, and I have sneak. Awesome. This will be... Um... Risky, so you're gonna roll. Of course, take the highest dice off. Um, our, right. do- our domains right now are uh, wild. Um, yeah, you're just in wild for now. Okay. Yeah, under- understandable. Uh, ooh, mm, dang. Uh oh. Ooh, big. Uh oh. Um. Okay. Give me. What give a great me, way to start. Give me a d. No, give me a d8 of uh of blood stress, please. Okay. All right. Do you have any protections? Uh, no, none. Luckily, we're just over the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lucky. Lucky seven. Would you like to take the reins, my friend, to describe how you fail in doing this? Oh, absolutely. Um, so you describe that it's like a it's like a centipede with a big gross horse head, and its rib cage is its sort of uh, means of uh, transportation. Its means of it's getaway sticks. Yeah, getaway sticks is not the worst way to put it. I must ask one thing. Um, the relative size of this thing would would about the size of a bus be accurate? In length. In length, okay. I was I was assuming in general dimensions. It's definitely thinner. I mean in terms of like it's like width and height, it probably stands as tall as like a moose, I guess. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, so big. I think uh I think Alessa um is successful in sneaking around the beast. Um and uh I think even successful at uh traipsing uh onto the back of the beast from the tail uh towards the head, but uh, around the middle point, I think the beast uh raises its head and just becomes a very sheer runway. And Alessa just backflip tumbles off of the beat like a little slide and just comes roly pullying off of the off of the back yeah i think the beast definitely notices you and starts to kind of thrash as you're climbing but yeah you like them oh because she's yelling fuck shit god fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it's it's sort of search it stops and lo and behold it's found something um as you fall and tumble swearing the whole way down um, it looks at you, its jaw lulls again, its tongue lashing out, and it lets out a wretched screech. And surprisingly, dashes back into the forest. Um, the wind that it carries by the speed that it dashes away pushes some mushrooms apart. Um, and in the dimly bioluminescently lit distance, you can see a lake. 
It's heading straight for it. Ah, shit. No, 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 no. It can't go in there. We gotta kill this thing before it reaches the lake. I don't know why, I just know that. (laughs) Well, go get it! Go get it! Come on, let's go get it! All right, Satsun's gonna try and uh, chase this thing down. Would you like to give me a hunt? All right. That's gonna be... It's standard. It's not risky. Okay, that's just a regular D10, then. That's an eight. There you go. Ooh. Nice. So, Setsin, you take off sprinting in an attempt to capture this thing before it manages to make it all the way back to the lake. Um, are you carrying a light source with you? Uh, yeah. I I think, like, a small sort of lamp okay. on my belt. Um, so One of many. So you're fast as heck, luckily. This thing's incredibly fast, but it's long. Um, and it's fast for its size. But uh, you are uh, sort of preternaturally gifted, of course, physically. What what can I say? I think uh, time must have been on my side. <laughs> I feel like as we see Setson sprinting forward, we begin to see glimpses for the first time that um, whatever Setson's relationship to martial ability is is um, yeah, it's it's gifted beyond like just an athlete, right? There's something strange about the way he interacts with reality itself. Could you tell me what you plan to do now that you've managed to catch up to this creature? Hmm. I can't exactly trip it, because you would need to knock out at least half of its legs to do that, and it has more than one. So I'm going to say sets and jumps onto the back of this thing. Just makes a flying leap. Yeah, you're on it. You're, you have a firm grasp of its slippery, hairless skin. God, that's disgusting. <laughs> I like to imagine the grasp you have is like, it's like you've caught it. It'd be the equivalent of if something like caught onto you by getting a finger underneath your fingernail or like a hand under your fingernail. Like your hands catch where it's it's like the bones distend out of it. Um, right. So yeah, you kind of, you know, slurp sh- into that into that little crevice. All right. Lots of luck. Um, everybody else is left behind by quite a ways, but you can definitely see Setson has gotten this thing. And once you have purchase on it, and you know your fingers grip into it, um, it begins to wheel around. Oh, I, I think we're running towards it. Okay. Yeah. Presumably, Setson, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna punch this thing real hard. Punch it. Do it. Yeah. At a boy. At a boy. At a boy. Punch it. Punch him. Punch it. All right. So I have two d10 in total. A 2 and a 10. Nice! That is very good. A 10 being critical, which means um, the traditional damage dice for your fists is a d6, right? Oh, it's such a good punch! Yeah. Yeah, you get a d8 then. Alright. So roll a d8 of damage on this fucking thing. Unfortunate! (laughs) Minimal damage, I lined it up so well, that's a 1. The sickest pythons (laughs) with the shittiest bite. Oh, man. Float like a butterfly, sting like a mild inconvenience. (laughs) Float like a butterfly, sting like a butterfly. (laughs) Um, Okay, so how do you punch this thing ineffectually in the spine? For, I guess, a half a moment, uh, Setson reels back, lined up for the most perfect punch he can make, and then the monster sort of hits a bump. And he gets thrown off, and his fist just glances off of it. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, and it clearly does a little bit of, 
of uh, like it's not pleasant. I mean, nobody wants to get punched in the spine, but um, yeah, you're not you're not exactly stumbling it too much. Um, but I, I I think that's I think that's fair from your description that you get tossed off. Um, I think in the amount of time that that took, I think everybody else can catch up. So. Uh, what's everybody's uh, approach plan to this thing? You, you kind of now have its attention. It's not running away at the same click. Um, and it looks like it's going to take a moment to, at the very least, it's trying to clear its escape. I want to use um, my unorthodox methods here. Uh, and my objective is to try and get it to not ignore us, to not leave. So I think while uh, Marcelin is running, he's he's limping along and he's sort of taking off his shoe. Okay. And he's... He's going to pitch the shoe, its hardened leather boot, sort of coated with various uh, pieces of wood and and metal. Um, it's also grimy as all hell, and he's going to try and pitch the shoe into the monster's mouth. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so you want to make a kill roll? Yes. And you're going um, to take the six? Yes, I'm just going to take the six. Uh, okay. Yeah, that works for me. So give me a D4 of stress to inflict. Um, do you have larger intentions? Um, you said to, to make sure it doesn't leave, right? Yeah, my intention is to get it to not leave, just to like keep its attention. Okay. Um, so that would be two. Nice. You did more damage throwing the boot at it than sets into punching it. <laughs> hey, um, it's a big boot. It's, it's a big heavy stinking boot it's not even uh the physical damage it's the psychological damage it just <laughs> smells bad <laughs> i'm sorry did setson's punches stink i feel like setson washes his hands probably occasionally when he has the time you gotta keep your your hands your prized possessions in, in order your fists yeah. the rest of it you can you can just like to let go to waste but those hands those hands are sparkling yeah those are yeah. pristine um these hands are made for catching. <laughs> I think it catches the boot in its maw. Like, I think it goes for another scream at you guys, trying to kind of spook you back. And yeah, it kind of gives like a, you know, a big choking sound as it catches in, in its yeah, in its mouth. Um, and it takes a second, clearly a little dazed and confused. Definitely a new hunting method it's never encountered. In the light by now, you can see this thing has like a broken arrow shafts and scars all up and down. It's a... It's, uh, its coat skin is a bit more like a dolphin than a horse but it clearly has been uh, attempted to be hunted before and uh, and yeah it's definitely dazed it's not gonna go anywhere for a second it's it's gonna hack out this fucking boot could you take a d6 of fortune stress for me oh i will gladly <laughs> that would be uh -oh. a six did you have uh oh hit, you didn't have, hit me did you have pre-existing you, you took fortune stress at the beginning right yeah so i'm at 10 fortune stress okay. now and remember we are adding your cumulative stress for fallouts Mm. Oy. Brings you to a three. I have to roll a seven or more, that's right, to give you a major, so this is still a minor fortune fallout. Um okay, so uh yeah, you, you hit it with the boot, it's choking. Um in its in its kind of cries, however, um something in the lake finally recognizes its pain. You hear a splash. Um Icker is thicker than water. Uh it, it's it's a little syrupy, so it doesn't quite splash the same as water necessarily. It's not something thin. Um, instead, like the sounds that things make, cutting through Icker and splashing on everything, thicker and deeper. And and with a, with a glug, it tears, something rips itself out of the Icker, and just in the barest, faintest flashes of your lamplight, the bioluminescence around the lake, softly illuminating it, you see another heart's-blooded Mustang. This one slightly larger. 
and it lets out a deeper version of, of the hanging jaw cry that the first blooded Mustang gave when you saw it for the first time. And the one you guys are currently hunting whips its head back and makes a kind of desperate, cloying gesture towards it, like it's begging for help. And the other Mustang begins to sprint towards you. Welcome to Unhallowed Shores by the Savage Godlings. This will be played through the content present in Heart, The City Beneath by Grant Howitt and Christopher Taylor, alongside the upcoming content of Icker Drowned, an unofficial supplement for Heart written by myself and my collaborator, Brendan McLeod. We are joined now by three new players along with an old friend, Hunter J. Allen. Before we continue along with this adventure and the hell world our new Delvers have found themselves in, I'd like to take a moment to introduce our new cast. Uh, hi, my name's David. I've been trying to get into voice acting for a long time now, and I'm really, really glad that I get to do something fun like this. So, yeah. Hi, my name is Christopher. I'll be playing Marceline. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm a writer in New York. I'm just really happy to be able to participate in um, some awesome collaborative storytelling. Uh, and Heart is amazing. Oh, yep. Hi, uh, my name is Julian Daly. Uh, I am here for the first time playing a heart campaign. Uh, I'm a super excited player. Happy to be here. Hi, I'm Hunter J. Allen, heartthrob extraordinaire. Previously, I played a prepubescent boy. Now I'll be playing a middle-aged woman. The, the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Am still Cillian, uh, your host and game master for this and Swan Dive. So, welcome back. Now, uh, you guys are being approached by a uh, new and exciting secondary threat. <laughs> Good. That's a way to describe it. The Worm 2. Electric Boogaloo. I think when Marceline threw the boot, he was ecstatic that he managed to land the shot. Uh, that he managed to get, like, uh, nothing but net in in this uh, boot throwing competition, and he just yells out, "Heck yeah!" Now that's that's how you. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I'm starting to regret not going up and punching this thing earlier. What's our plan of action here, friends? Uh, none of my skills are offensive skills. Just putting that out there. You can always set stuff up, right? Um, yeah, you're still within a copse of of these like tree size if not bigger mushrooms um, along with the the sort of ancillary uh, biology around those mushrooms so um, there are corpses that are attached to root systems that are kind of growing out of, uh, of those mushrooms there's like smaller uh, you know plants that like lichen and moss that have grown up to be something like bushes and undergrowth um, and yeah in, in the distance is this is lake pretty expansive um, as, as you can now see uh, surrounded by reeds and uh, other things grasping for the bioluminescent light you see here and there. Uh, I, I do have a small idea. Um, I, uh, I do have a bomb. I do have a little pipe bomb uh, that we could, you know, do the old, uh, uh, do the old, you know, down the, uh, down the big boy's hatch over there if he's doing a roar. Um, is he doing a roar? Uh, big boy's letting out a bit of a bit of a roar, but he's still at a distance. Um, it's probably gonna be. A, yeah, he's not. He's not there yet. Um, if it was a major fallout, you know, maybe he would have shown up at incredible speed. But uh, there's some distance right now, so he's he's making his way. I have an idea. What's your idea? This thing is in no condition to fight at the moment, and while it is the dishonorable thing to do to attack an opponent, 
while they are. Oh, you want to mark it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm getting revenge for the punch that I missed. <laughs> How dare you not get punched by me the first time? All right, I'm going in. Oh, oh no. yeah, nice. That's insane. It's the exact same roll. Big tens, baby. Nice. A two and a ten. It is the exact same roll, isn't it? All right. Uh, that's 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 a D eight of blood. I mean, it doesn't D eight of stress. All right. Uh, let's see. Is it gonna be a one again? It's an eight. No. Oh, it's an eight. Yeah. Wow. The perfect punch. The perfect punch. Oh, it's such a good punch. All right. So, uh, stretching just a little bit, um, Setson runs up, sort of gets purchase on the thing's jaw, and, uh, punches it in the eye. Just buries that shit. Does it, does it swallow the boot when it does it? I, I mean, I want to say the boot just, like, like pops out, just... <laughs> yeah, with, like, a, a, a firm pop, the, the boot comes flying out, and Setson's fist just sticks into this eye with a wet squelch. Uh, I think you probably have to, like, take a few minutes to try to yank it out, and, yeah, it just comes popping out covered in goop. Oh, that's disgusting! Why'd I go for the eye? And, yeah, the, the creature tumbles down, its neck clatters to the ground, its head whipping into the dirt, and your fist comes free. Uh, this thing is very, very much dead. All right, boys, uh, second verse, same as the first. Setson, are you going to punch that one in the eye, too? I mean, if it ain't broke. <laughs> that was so cool. That will probably take me a few more tries. Uh, is it close enough for me to throw something in its mouth? Um, we'll say by now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to throw my pipe bomb into its mouth. Just, just light it and chuck it. How did you get a pipe bomb? I, I don't know. Like, it, uh, look, Alessa's got a deep purse. Huh? <laughs> All right, I'm not asking questions. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a pipe bomb. I don't know what you want from me. It's on my sheet. It's 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 kill D six. It's one. It's yeah. It's it's just there. Oh, that's right. It's one of your pieces of equipment. Fuck it. All right. Um. Nice. All right, let's try to chunk a pipe bomb into its mouth. Is anybody going to try to give you a hand somehow? Can anybody think of a way? You, you got to you have to justify it to me how you're going to do that, but I got you. I'm I'm pretty good with angles and numbers and things like that. In order to as assist, could I start yelling at it to try and get it to yell back? <laughs> so that it opens its mouth. Just trying to have a scream off with it. I have an additional question. Go. Could I use could I use my uh my hive to uh, guide it into its mouth? Ooh, like 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 B movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I can buy B movie shenanigans. Yes, yes. Sentences that playing role playing games allow. Uh, but I don't know if screaming at it to get it to scream back is quite gonna sell for me. Um, I like I like the thought, but I think it's like enraged enough that I don't think it's it's feeling a scream off. So um, I'll I'll give you a yeah we'll give you another D10 there. Okay. All right. Hey. Okay. All right. We're going in. Nice. Woo. Um, nice. That's a that's a full success with that eight. So uh, roll your damage there. Hey, look at that bad boy! Full damage, baby. Describe to me uh, how you get the the bomb in there, you two. I think uh, uh, Alessa just takes the pipe bomb in her tattered robes, like a length of her robes, and just starts spinning around. Like uh, like those uh, weight throwers at the Olympics, and just uh, just let let it rip. When the when the pipe bomb uh, 
ex- comes out of the out of the sling. Uh, Mob sends his hands forward. The palms like kind of burst open, and like a small swarm of bees come out, envelop <laughs> the, the palm, and direct it into the uh, mouth of, <laughs> of the creature. It's bee power, baby. <laughs> guided missile and then come back into (laughs) mob's hands yeah this is the first time mob has done anything ew no that's gross you you didn't know i could what do you we're fighting a child no i just i i thought you had a rash no it's it's bees i well i mean i guess they kind of give me a rash but it oh my god holy shit it's bees it's bees. What? I, I'm, I'm gonna do you not up. like bees? I'm, I'm Are you scared up? of bees? No, I'm not scared Sorry, of bees. Sorry, miss. How do you not understand that the problem is not the bees? It's the bees inside of a dude. And while we're, um, while we're talking about bees, um, a pipe bomb goes off. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a second. You know, there's a beat. You guys fuck around about the bees for a moment. And, uh, yeah, it goes off. Half of this thing's jaws is immediately blown out. Teeth go flying. Um, and uh, the scream it's it's still emitting turns into a, a sort of gurgle. Uh, it, it's definitely not dead. Um, it's a lot more angry, and it is now definitely coming for you. Uh, all right, that was my contribution. Uh, good luck to the rest of you. Um, Marceline, do you have a plan? Uh, t- um, <laughs> all right, we all charge at once. Um, if we if we all go at it. At the same time, it can't possibly gun us all down. That's that's a terrible idea. We, uh, let's let's put that one back on the shelf. We're trying to limit our casualties to zero today. I don't understand the meaning of the word, but okay. Casualty means people who die. Oh, oh, those. Yeah, no, we shouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Does anyone have like a gun? I could I could punch it again. I, I kind of lost mine. Um, Holy shit. We came all the way out here. None of us have a... We Here's a plan. Uh, how about uh, all of us or some of us uh, distract this uh, big monstrosity over here uh, while uh, old Punch Brother over there uh, gets in close, does a little punching, since that seems to be the only thing that's doing any sort of damage to this fucking thing. Mob Ma- pulls out a, a smoke, like a, a tube of, like, smoker-like... Uh, smoke yeah like just a like a that's meant for like bees but like to like keep them in line he like pulls out a giant like canister of like bee smoke and is like will, will this help can, can we use this i don't know bud it's your smoke you tell us a smoke screen i'm gonna use this do it <laughs> i'm gonna use we can we can create a distraction like a like a large cloud of smoke to obscure this thing's already poor vision do it. Mate, does it does it ma- okay well <laughs> mob just goes goes ham on the smoker and just pour, starts pouring out smoke around the hole and just empties <laughs> the thing out <laughs> not now you idiot i don't even think you need to roll i mean i just like the I, I like the image yeah you totally flood this area with smoke from your your hive control tool Alessa starts moving to the outskirts of this smoke um, I, I think I don't think that's too hard. Um, yeah, and like Setson was sharp enough to pick up. Um, this thing's not the most vision driven. I would like to note that this this smoker has the debilitating tag. We'll deal with that in a second. Luckily, that is not immediate damage. That does cause an effect to those caught within it. But yeah, there's there's a ramification there. Like it's it's, <laughs> like, 
It's been severely wounded, and this is sort of a final lashing out point. So um, it's it's still coming for you for sure. All right, we got to kill this thing, and we got to kill this thing fast. So I'm going to activate one of my abilities. Yes. I'm going to activate the ability faster, faster, faster. My strikes are going to become D8, uh, brutal. David here is playing um, a paracausal pugilist. This is a new class. We are going to be introducing an Drown, actually available right now through my my itch, sillyanl.itch.io. Um, if you'd like to take a gander at it, so uh, yeah, you, you are now going to act, activate one of your uh, one of your abilities once per situation. You can push your strikes to take on the profile D8 tiring brutal or D10 tiring loud. Um, okay, fantastic. Uh, let's let's give it a punch, my friend. All right. Uh-oh. Oh, and all attacks made against this bad boy are going to be risky, so you take off the two, that turns into one. That's... Oh. Yeah, the, the fury and the frenzy that it's gone into after losing its mate. Um, yeah, it's way harder to get a hold of. It's moving at a much higher tempo. Oh. It's, it's, you know, it's backed into a corner. Um, so with that one, that means you now take more stress, so uh, you will be taking a D8 of blood stress, please. Yikes. It's a seven. What does that bring your stress total to, my friend? 11. Right, which means if I roll above a 7, luckily I did not, I roll a 4, giving you a minor blood fallout. Describe to me how you whiff this punch. Setson tries to uh, huddle down into the smoke, try and use it as cover while he's approaching, but uh, the thing seems to be just flailing everywhere, and uh, he gets hit hard in the head. Yeah, I like the idea. Yeah, maybe it's like tail or one of its legs just thump you across the skull. And with with that, I also must add the tiring tag is activated. Oh, wait. Are my attacks just kill D6 now or are they kill D4 because um, of the tag? Your punches go back to D, uh, down to a D4 from now. Fair. You get clocked in the head. You will now take the minor fallout concussed. Um, any discern checks will be made with an increased difficulty by a step from from attempting this glorious punch. Um, you, you attempted faster, faster, faster. So I like to imagine, like, the way I've, I've been sort of visualizing this punch is you punch and you get these, like, fractured mirror images of your punch, like uh, like a zoetropes. It's like a spinning, almost like a diorama, but as it spins, it looks like an animation. So you get, like, fra- you get, like fragmented pictures almost in the distance of your fist and, like, different dunk, 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 dunk. Um, and then, yeah, just totally whiff this punch. And since sprawling. Everyone else sees this happen. Setson goes tumbling. Um, a little bit of blood welling from his meaty head. Um, and uh, the creature then refocuses on Setson to, to go back in for uh, for the kill. Uh, well, fuck. Hmm. Uh-oh. Well, there goes our one plan. Uh. All right, well, uh, here goes uh, College Try Part 2. Um, Alessa's going to try to run up the beast again and stab it in the eye with her hooked blade. Okay. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to try and um, assist by getting in front of the creature and trying to distract it while this happens. Okay. I'm going to be yelling the entire time. Bear tactics. Yes, because that will make it back down. That reads to me. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, two d ten. So then, then if you fail, you both share in the stress here. And the debilitating tag will come into play here. Unfortunately, it is risky. So you're going to take off that nine. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, <laughs> you're actually going to upgrade this stress dice twice. Jesus. Um, once for the critical failure, so the D6 turns into a D8, and then for the debilitating tag, you're both dealing with all this smoke, it will go up another to a D10. If uh, one of you would not mind rolling your own stress dice. 
Not too bad. So you both take four blood stress. All right. Yeah. Uh, what does that bring your totals to? Four. Uh, four. Four and four. Fantastic. Harrier chinny chin chins. So uh, you miss you miss with your your hooked blade. You don't manage to get any purchase, but uh, you also manage to avoid getting hit too directly. Um, you know, maybe you get grazed. Where do you guys reposition after this failed attempt? I'm just on the ground, fully on my back. Okay, so you're flat on your back. Um, Oi! The creature is definitely refocused now, even though it almost got attacked. Over to uh, to you, Marcelin. Mob, what are you what are you doing, my friend? So mob mob uh seeing everyone throw themselves at this beast and uh failing in one way or the other uh is going to do what he do what he <laughs> the only thing he knows how to do uh bees he's going to attack with bees uh and seeing everyone else go for his eyes he figures you know he'll do the same thing he will send uh another swarm of bees out of his hands to go stab the creature's eyeballs glorious yeah do you have kill by chance uh nope do you have the wild domain nope that'll be 1d10 and it is risky so you're actually going to roll 2d10 and take the lower disadvantage oh my gosh (laughs) whoa good one by the hair of your chinny chin chin oh my gosh um so yeah roll your damage for your bees is it is it the d6 nope it's D4. All right. Well, better not. I mean, they are bees. They are just bees. Like, they, they are bees. bees. That's two. Okay. Just bees. But they're spread. So. That is two bee damage. How much did we do previously? Six? Yep. Because we got max damage with those fellas, so it honestly does a fucking solid job. I mean, you pretty much completely cover its, like, cataract-filled eyes, and um, it definitely, whatever it could see before, it now absolutely cannot. It's it's howling in pain. It looks It looks rough. So there's your attack. So luckily, Marcelin, um, the thing stalls from from gunning after you by yeah, a swarm of bees stinging it in the eyes. Oh, I, I was ne- I've never been so happy to see a swarm of bees. <laughs> uh, Setson, by this t- time, you probably managed to get your feet back under you. Uh, obviously, your head's ringing. <sighs> that's gonna <clears throat> that's gonna leave a mark. All right, time to finish what I began. So. Despite uh, the ringing in my head and the um, pain just everywhere on my body, uh, I'm going to attempt to punch this thing again. Because there is a special thing that happens if I punch it just in general one more time after this. Oh, that's right, because you took uh, the chronology welted gloves, didn't you? What's this going to be? Probably, is it risky? Risky, kill, um... If you have wild, which I guess we've established you don't, so... Yeah. yeah. So that's gonna be 2d10. Wow! Another ooh, one! big ooh. Another one. <laughs> but it's okay. Is it? Because... Is it? It's... it's. No, it's not, is it? No, that's bad. It's not. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's not. That's disgustingly awful. Man, Setson is Setson's giving a solid first impression as Punch Guy. I I I have a question. Um, it was have we? It was established that we. Uh, this is the first time us seeing the bees. Have we not seen each other fight before at all? Uh, no. This is the first delve you've gone on together. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Alessa is is definitely developing some some very strong opinions about. 
<laughs> uh, Setson's fighting capabilities. Um, so, Setson, you will roll me a D10 of blood stress, please. Uh-oh. Oof. Oh, that sounds less eight. than great. What does that put your total stress at? Eight. Oh, God. Because of, of the fallout. I hope everyone enjoyed our short-lived character, Setson. So that's another minor. Okay, thank God. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna combine your two minors um, and upgrade this to a major blood fallout. I'm not gonna come up with some pithy name. That's not my thing. Um, you're really fucking concussed. That is the name. Yeah, that's the name of your fallout. Please write that down on your <laughs> character sheet. Um, you're you're gonna you're gonna take any discern, hunt, mend, or compel checks to dangerous. All right. Your shit is rocked. <laughs> Ooh. And yeah, I mean, it's almost in the same place this thing hits you. Um, do you want to describe to me your failed blow again? All right. Standing up, uh, Setson gets his feet under him. Seeing that this thing po- this thing couldn't possibly do what he did again, he runs at the beast trying to hit him, sort of dashing up, and uh, he gets knocked <laughs> he gets knocked over again in the same place. I like to imagine like a flying uppercut kind of thing, and it just kind of yeah. hangs you. Gives you, like, a head whip like horses kind of do sometimes. Kind of like the uh, EWGF, Electric Wind God Fist from Tekken. Somebody will get that reference. Yeah, you get you get whipped by the horse's head and it sends you flying again. Again, thumps you right across the skull. Your eyes not being able to essentially focus particularly anymore. Um, you're since sprawling. So leaving Alessa, Marceline, and Mob to, to f- figure out what to do with this terrifying horse. I think it finally lashes out, though. It hasn't really made a particular attack quite yet, so I would like an evade from Marceline. Rightio. Okay. Uh, do not have evade, but because of unorth- unorthodox methods, no, not because of in the thick of it, rather. Uh, once for a situation when you would mark stress any other fallout, mark it to fortune. When you suffer fortune fallout, roll with mastery for the remainder of the situation. I do have mastery because I made this thing happen. Fair, yeah. You you have mastery on this roll, so you would add a d10, but it is risky, so you'll take off the top result, please. Yeah, it's 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 still gonna suck. All right. Still do. Nope. Oof. That would be a three. A d8 blood, please. Ah, gladly. Well, I'll get rid of the smoke thing. I think you're you're probably well out of that by now. So well, d6. Oh. Ah, uh, just take the three. That's low enough. I won't make it. Uh, yeah, I'll take the three. Uh, total would be seven now. Uh, nope. Luckily, just a minor blood. Yeah, we'll just say you, you, you kind of get bit, and you realize its teeth are almost cartilaginous as well. Um, they're definitely not very sharp. However, the tongue that lashes out and wraps around your upper torso and crushes some of your ribs, you realize, oh, that's what this thing actually feeds with. And you see that the, the, uh, the corpses you've seen littered about, I described the first one a little improperly, that there were bones inside. I, I, I must correct myself. There were no bones it was just skin. Uh-oh. And you realize that you've been seeing several things along the path that are also just skin. And you're starting to realize as this thing's tongue begins to tear into the upper flesh of your torso, exactly why that is. Protect your bones. It's looking for them. Oh, uh, Marcelin is just screaming bloody murder. He's screaming unintelligibly now. And he's trying to beat away the thing as it uh, tries to tear away his bones from... The, the place where they reside, which is not what he likes. So this is this is a um, a semi-ongoing blood fallout that will resolve when you're released, but yeah, you are captured. Um, it's it, it, it's holding you in its tongue and it's trying to crush you. Its tongue, like, looking for purchase to tear into your flesh. 
God, I'm glad that's not me. Yikes. Um, and it's, of course, it's like trying to pull you back into its maw. Just because it doesn't have particularly sharp teeth, its maw crushes. It's like a, a nutcracker. So it's 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 crunching down on you as well. Uh, so that leads a lesser mob and a heavily concussed sets in. Uh, B-Boy, yeah, you, get, get him out of there. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Mob <laughs> pulls out, um, <laughs> Mob, 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 like, pats his, pats himself down really quick, so he can anything left in his, in his tank to use, and, uh, he pulls out, uh, a, a small knife-looking, uh, object, a, a hive tool, uh, and he is going to, uh, <laughs> Are, are Marceline's hands uh, and arms, like, movable? Yeah, yeah. It's kinda, he's kind of wrapped around the chest, like around his ribs. Okay. So if if I were to say, give Marceline a hive tool to cut free with, they would be able to do that? Yeah, if you want to cut Marceline free, um, you'd have to essentially hack the thing's tongue off. Sure, let's do that. I'm not doing any. I am, I am merely delivering the hive tool. <laughs> Uh, for for Marceline to use uh, of their own volition. Oh, you're just chunking the tool to Marceline. You don't even have to roll for that. I'm not. Sh- I'm not chucking it. I'm going to. I'm going to give it to the bees to give to <laughs> to Marceline. That's a lot of bees. I'm down. I mean, it's he- but they're still bees. Like they're like you know. They're bet- still bees. Because I mean, the high tool is probably close to like a pound. I will throw a bunch of bees at this knife until it is movable. <laughs> I was going to say, I think if you use essentially all your glyph bees, um, you can probably get them to a point where they can, yeah, they can carry the, the hive tool at kind of a, a meandering pace. <laughs> okay, a meandering pace. Um, let's let's use my bees as a delivery service. So, Marceline, um, bees are slowly carrying a machete towards you. <laughs> all I see... It's a cloud of bees slowly meandering towards me with a knife. <laughs> and he starts fooling around, like, trying desperately. Just like, no, 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 this is not all I wanted to die. This is not all I want. Take the knife. Marcy, take the knife. Why? Why the bees? They're not going to hurt you. Take the knife. Uh, uh, he, he reaches into the cloud of bees very nervously and nearly drops the thing as he he picks it up uh he shakes a few bees off of it still screaming he'll try hacking at the thing while he's in its grasp uh he's gonna use both arms and just try and and just keep chopping that way chop chopping down yeah go ahead do, do you still have mastery on all rolls um, the- it should be for the remainder of the situation so yeah Okay, and then take an extra D10 to assist with uh, since Julian gave you this hand. All right, great. Gave you this mob tool. Thank you. The highest would be a four with the risky. Damn. Every time. Um, go ahead and give me a, a D6 of blood stress then. Remember, you cleared it now because you took the minor fallout. Uh, just one. So not the worst. All right. Luckily, um, you're pretty. You're you're not. You're okay. You know, it doesn't. Still continues to constrict you and try to, you know, break you down so it can suck your bones out of your flesh. But um, as far as getting worse, you're okay. And you still have the hive tool. Yeah. Um, but you're finding incredible difficulty in getting it to find purchase on the tongue. It's a, it's a tough, slithering muscle. All right, probably the less is the next act. Uh, what am I uh, doing? What are you doing? 
yeah, uh, Alessa doesn't have a whole lot of um, uh, combative capabilities, uh, so I guess she's just going to keep giving it the old... Well, no, no, climbing up its back's too much work. She's just going to go up to the side of it and just stab it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just a, just a good old stabbing. Here I go a stabbing. Do you have, is it just 1d10? Yeah, I think it's just the one. So you're going to roll 2d10, take the lower. Okay. Ooh, whammy. Pouring bad, but it's still a failure. Um, it's not a critical failure. So give me a d6 of blood stress. All right. Not too bad. What does that put your total stress at? Seven. Minor blood fallout. I think it does some damage to one of your mannequin arms. Yeah, I figured that's 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 what they're there for. Yeah, I I think I think you lose a good amount of the fingers on one of your arms from from a swiping a glancing blow. Honestly, for a for a fallout, just take the whole hand. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it breaks it off at the forearm. Kind of buckling of wood, snapping of whatever like pseudo muscle things have been woven on the inside of this. Oh, come the fuck on! And now you will take uh, risky on any mend checks. Alessa's had her, her hand snapped off. Setson's been deeply concussed. Marceline's wrapped in the thrashing tongue of the heart's-blooded Mustang. Mob, you got bees. What you doing? I do have bees. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, second verse, same as the first. Might as well stab some eyeballs again. Or not eyeballs, but stab a monster with some bees. All right. Let's attempt to attack the Mustang with your bees again. Best best I've got. All right. So you will roll 1d10. So you actually roll 2d10, take the lower. That is a six. Nice. All right, a six. All right, so give me that d4 of damage, please. Hell yeah. Max damage. Four. Um, You're taking this this thing over its stress threshold. Give me, give, okay, let's, let's do the damage first. Give me a d6 of, um, let's do echo stress. Ooh, that's terrifying. All right. D4. That's <laughs> a four. What does that take your total stress to? Uh, four. Luckily, you're okay. All right, polish this beast off with your bees. What are you? What are you gonna do? This is gonna. This is gonna take it down for the count. It's gonna take it down for the count. Um. So as as everyone else is uh, struggling, mob mob expends just the most amount of bees you've ever seen. And they just kind of wrap their way around the monster, like stinging as they go, like getting underneath those like fingernail plates you described earlier, mm. and just like kind of stinging as it goes, as it wraps its way up and around the, the bus length of this creature, uh, reaching the end and just Fuck. peeling off and then coming back into mob. Yeah, and it lets out a final gurgling howl, its tongue finally releasing its grip on Marceline, who I like to imagine is still kind of like hacking away at the tongue. Oh yeah, unstopping. Flop off of this 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 muscle, feeling the life drain from this thing, and the bees finally clearing off its eyes, and yeah, you can see the light wink out as it gurgles and lands dead on top of its mate. I did it! He like goes for a high five with Alessa. You can see like bees still going into his hands. <laughs> uh, my my hand, it's not um it's uh and Alessa just raises her splintery stump. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Uh also gross. What? No, it's it's fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Um so with with this thing, do we want to drag it back or what are we How are we going to What are we doing with this thing anyway? Who amongst you carries the letter Doman Blight gave you describing your mission? Uh, I guess I might have it. I don't know. I just have a very large backpack. 
Um, but right now, uh, Marcelin is really busy, just hacking away desperately, uh, still at, at this tongue that's sort of fallen limply around him. Uh, and he's just sitting on the ground, stabbing it again and again. Uh, Alessa's just going to five-finger discount this letter just right out of your back pocket, all loose-leaf style. And yeah, it's it's curled, it has a stamped seal that's been broken, obviously, um, and it's written in a, a glorious, glorious script, clearly practiced for years. All right, let's take a look at this thing. Uh, probably should have read it beforehand, but here we are. To my intrepid adventurers, you are tasked with slaying a heart-blooded mustang and retrieving from its chest its roughly twitching heart. This is then to be delivered to me and my business partners at Sedgemark, noted on a rough map as well made as a map of the heart can be made. To complete the ritual to guide you in to the palace multifaceted. All right, everybody, let's quit the strutting and get the cutting. We got to get this thing's hot out. Well, we have two of them. Should we get both hearts or just one? Well, if one heart is valuable, then two hearts. Then two's even better. Now we'll keep ones for ourselves, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a quick question. Go. For roughly how long um, is Setson going to be out cold? Um, You're definitely back up by now. Um, You didn't get knocked out completely cold. Um, even if I maybe use that language, but uh, you were just uh, completely dazed beyond usefulness there for a moment. Hey, Punchy, how you doing? Hey, I think he knocked something loose. Yeah, you got all your teeth back together, all, all where they belong? I hope. All right, well then why don't you give me a hand digging through this viscera? Uh, and uh, Alessa just starts hacking away at this creature looking looking for a heart. I uh, I, I really shouldn't. All right, well, somebody with any anatomical experience, come give me a hand here. This thing's got, like, 12 kidneys. Marceline sort of uh, finally just gives the, the tongue one last stab and then kicks the head a little bit. You stupid fucking bastard. Ugh. Oh, man. Oh, God. It was going after my bones. Oh, do I have... Do... do am I missing any? Ugh. No, I think you're good. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what, what do you need me to do, Alyssa? What, just put my hands in here? Alyssa is just fully burrowing inside this thing like a gopher, just, just looking for a heart. Oh, uh. Have I found a heart yet? Yeah. I mean, once you get some, 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 uh, some assistance to kind of dig through all this gore. Yeah, there's a heart still somehow beating. How big is this bad boy? That's a good question. I would say it's a lot of fucking meat. I was gonna say like the size of a brisket. Mmm, brisket. Oh, that's a big heart. That's a big, tasty, juicy, smoky heart. Mmm, heart. Please do not eat it. I wasn't... I mean, I was thinking about it a little. Hey, come on, we were all thinking about it. I'm still fucking starving. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's valuable. Probably shouldn't eat the second one either. All right, well, uh, you cut that other one out. Uh, I'll grab some giblets for the road, and we'll be on our way. Mmm, giblets. Okay. Mob takes his knife back and just cuts out the other one. Star wipe to us walking away, two hearts in tow. Yeah, you managed to, to get some, some uh, still roughly twitching hearts out of the chests of these creatures. Um, it's gory business, and yeah, you're slathered in it. I think uh, Marceline can uh, try and get some, maybe some, um, you know that kind of like net-like uh, fungus that you can see kind of like blooms in, in some mushrooms? Maybe you can like fashion some net out of uh, some of that so they can 
hoist these hearts around. Ooh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Kind of blossoms, blossoms along the edges of the cap. Yeah, and you guys manage to lash the hearts to your back. Um, these hearts are D8 wild beacon resources. They are smelly, they are fresh, and they are going to attract any blood-seeking hungry creatures on your way out of, uh, of the red cap wilds. How, uh, how long of a walk? It is a walk to Sedgemark. It is not only just a walk, it is a delve. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh! Who's leading this adventuring party? Let's see how fast we can cut through this. Uh, I have a delve. So we we definitely need somebody to delve, but I think our first task we need to do um, is, of course, to get out of the red cap wilds with these hearts in tow. You're gonna have to be crafty in avoiding sort of the, the fellow predators of this area. Um, so I think we're going to need a sneak uh, of making sure you're covering your tracks and that kind of thing. I have a sneak. All right. So montage moment. You're uh, you're figuring out how to cover and and uh, being crafty to get these hearts out of the red cap grows. What what are you doing? Uh, I think we're just uh, going to be covering ourselves in mushroom stuff. Your 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 caps and your spores and what have you, uh, and just sort of uh, you know carefully waltzing on on through. <laughs> I'm I'm down. And of course, uh, covering ourselves in uh, spores to hide the scent. Anyone want to assist with this disguise work? Uh, do you need a, a skill, a relative skill or domain to assist with this? Yes, you do. Uh, mend. I have mend. You see, I do have mend. However, I... Uh, <laughs> However. I am no help at the moment. I'll help out. I have mend. So, yeah. So take an extra D10 there. Okay. Nailed it. Nice. Hell yeah. Give me a d4 of damage against the uh, the delve, and for the disguise, I'm going to give you another d4 boon. Nice. Roll another d4 for me. Not bad at all. That would be five total. Describe this little sneak away for me. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's your <laughs> it's your classic community theater, low budget um, sort of look to it. Uh, it looks like we're wearing mushroom costumes with like our, our heads poking out of the middle and like uh, sort of like the classic cactus where like our arms are also mushrooms and they're, they're pointed upwards and we're just sort of, you know, trying to, you know, embody the mushroom and just uh, carefully uh, tread, tread lightly. Much easier for Setson, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we're, um, we're throwing up spores uh, about every 20 feet uh, just to sort of, you know, keep ourselves concealed uh, scent wise. You know, that actually was a 10. I'll re-roll that first d4 as a d6 for me. Nice. <laughs> um, awesome. So you managed to make it out of uh, the thickest part of the forest. You, you're getting to the edge. Uh, you're back into sort of the meat of the heart. You're beginning to see bone and teeth peeking out as the, the lower tier begins to call to you as you begin to slip into tier two. Marcelin, would you like to navigate following this sort of slop-shod map? Sure thing. All right. Um... Do not... This would still be wild, right? Um, we're gonna add cursed to the mix. Ah. Well, I don't have that either. Uh, seven. Just give me a d6. Well, no, just give me a d4 of uh, fortune stress, and then uh, roll a d4. Do you have any delve tools? Uh, I do not, no. So yeah, just roll a d4 against the delve for me. So first for the stress, a three, delve, and that is a four. Awesome. Okay. My total stress is four, by the way. So that gives you a minor fortune fallout, unfortunately. Describe to me, uh, just just a, a, give me a little montage snippet of, uh, of navigating for me. Um, Marcelin likes to, uh, he takes his time, but he's picking his way steadily uh, over this um, 
uneven ground. Um, he sometimes uh, halts the party back and almost points his uh, cane shillelagh around as a sort of dousing rod almost until he feels confident enough uh, with his bearings to try and um, to make his way. Um, he's often giving out uh, things from his pack, uh, whether or not he, he just seems to have random bits and bobs from different delves all over the place, most of it rusting or falling apart, but still somewhat usable. He can uh, make some pittance out of old whale bones that he found once, uh, sky whale bones rather. Yeah, uh, he, he sort of uh, navigates mostly by feel, uh, like he's just sort of attuned to uh, this sort of activity. Fantastic. And with that instinct, um, it managed to lead you deep into this, the, the second tier. The ichor is now beginning to become more present. You're, you're walking along, before it was sort of marshland, but, but now you've begun to find yourself alongside a flowing river of ichor, thick and wide. And uh, as, you're, as you're going, you are suddenly spotted by something. It's somewhere between an albatross and a bat. It's got a thick cowl of flesh hanging over its face, but a large snapping beak with serrated edges. Beautiful. Its wings clearly semi-feathered, but largely laced with, with the same sort of fleshy attachments that bat wings have. And it's huge. Uh, I mean, almost dinosaur size albatross. Oh shit. And it sees you somehow. It lets out a... <coughs> in your general direction, and clearly has some sort of sense of where you are. And it lets out a high-pitched squeak... <coughs> And things begin to ripple out of the ichor. What once were people, um, but they are now sodden. They are called the sodden, for those of you who have uh, been around the ichor for a while. And you know they are being commanded by that albatross, a Haraspex albatross. Um, they're still far enough away, and they're slow, shambling, something like zombies. You could escape from them if somebody could have, uh, give me an evade. And that fortune fallout for you, Marcelin, is uh, Haraspex marked. Ah. Does anyone have a vade? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Silence is deafening. So um, one of you got should lead this evade, and then if somebody wants to assist by figuring out a way to hamper the drowned in their pursuit, um, that'll do ya. I'll give you another d10. Fuck it, I'll do the evade. All right, we got we got our leader here. To stall the drowned. Or I'm sorry, the sodden. Sodden, sorry. Um, and to, to stall the dr sodden. The general area, are we at an, any kind of, like, elevated position, or are we sort of um, at the same plane as they are? Uh, yeah, still on the same plane. You're, you're a little bit ways from, like, the riverbank that these things are ripping their way out of. Um, okay. I think Marcelin is going to give it a go trying to, like, distract them in a different direction, if he's the one who's marked. He sort of, um... He, uh... Just stamps the uh, his shillelagh against the ground. Oh, that's uh, that's the way it goes. I'm afraid. All right. So uh, you, you lot just uh, get along and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> I'll make my way back to you. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be fine. All right, we'll cheese it. Come on, come on. We're going. Can we throw rocks at them? <laughs> um, out of here. Sure. Give me two d ten. Okay. Not bad at all. So yeah, you managed to outpace the, the Sodden by quite a bit, and yeah, thanks to the assistance of, of uh, Marcelin and his distraction, um, yeah, the, the Sodden kind of chase him for a moment. But again, not the fastest things in the world, 
But the albatross notices. After it notices that the Sodden aren't exactly going to be able to snag you, calls them back into the River of Icar. But even though you can't see any visible eyes on it, Marcelin, you can tell you're being watched as you sprint away from the riverbanks to catch back up with your compatriots. Before I go, I'm just going to give it one long glare with my one good eye. Just eyeball bulging, just like, mm, and then sprint away. Just a good old glowering. Somehow it matches that gaze. Somehow. All right, Hunter, could you give me a D4, please, uh, against the Delph? Ooh! Bare minimum, but nonetheless, progress is made. At this point, again, the wilds are far behind you. There are plants and, and sort of a riverside accoutrement that is beginning to wilt, and almost like it's about to crumble to dust if you were to grab it with your hand. And you're beginning to notice that this, this river of ichor is widening and widening, and a layer of thick mist is beginning to settle over the top of it. Um, all of you are beginning to get cold. We are now firmly into a cursed domain, the wild still limply attached. You're beginning to see some vague signs of civilization, discarded nets and such along the sides of the riverbank, but you can tell there's still going to be a second until you get to Sedgemark. Luckily for us, I have cursed. Fantastic. Would you like to tell for us? Six. Nice. Uh, take a d6 of fortune stress for me. It's going to be four. Unfortunately, that brings me to eight. Okay. Did you clear your blood stress after you took those fogs? I, 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 I did. Okay. Nice. Um, still going to accrue a minor fortune fallout. How bad could it be? How bad could it be? <laughs> Never asked that question. <laughs> yeah. So, we're just going to put that in the back pocket. Uh, you're not going to be immediately aware of what this fortune uh, minor is. That's That's the worst possible badness. Could you give me a D4, please? Me? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Ooh! Fantastic. Four is a number, indeed. And that brings you over the threshold of the delve resistance, finishing this delve. In the distance now, you manage to finally see uh, something like, uh, you know, a fishing hovel uh, that is half-drowned. You can tell once this river was smaller, so buildings still sit on stilts above the ichor, and you see... In part of the town, people gondola their way around to those same buildings. Um, it's you know, sparsely populated from what you can tell, but still, for the heart, pretty decent. And as you grow close, you see your destination. It is on the side of Sedgemark, and it is uh, sort of a, a boat shipyard. You know, a, a, a shipyard of some kind clearly meant to uh, construct and, and repair vessels. Clearly the most populated area. But from behind you... You hear another screeching, click-filled yell. It's that same albatross. Horospec's albatross, now with quintuple the amount of sodden in tow. It flaps out its gargantuan wings, the size of a pterodactyl almost, and lights itself to settle on a, on a stone jutting up from the, uh, from the river. It sends out another clicking whistle, and this horde of sodden continue towards Sedgemark. You sandwiched between. Your employer steps out from this uh, this shipyard. You can just vaguely see his silhouette. He peers at you with a telescope. Um, he gives a sharp wave, freezes, and pulls his hand down slowly to disappear back into the shipyard building he came out <laughs> of. Oh, come on. <laughs> Leaving us for dead like that. Hey, fuck you too, buddy. It costs zero dollars to be polite. Are you heading straight for the shipyard? 
Are you turning around to face these Sodden? I think we're going to the shipyard. Yeah, I think so too. After that fight, we're not trying to be brave. Yeah, what are they going to do? Catch up? Who's banging on the door? Alessa. Gotcha. Can I assist in this? (laughs) Luckily, there's no roll, but you can certainly both bang on the door. Hey, come on, come on, hey, come on! Help, help, let us in! The door creaks open just enough to see the slight, like, the slightest slit of a pale, sharp-boned face. This is a person you haven't seen in person, but you have had described. Come on, you gotta let us in, they're gonna kill us if they don't. Well, I think they're going to kill all of us if I let you all in. How dare you bring those things to Sedgemark? Ah, fuck you, come on, what are we supposed to do about it? Look. (sighs) Look. Get the town guard, handle those things, and we can discuss our business further. Do you have the heart? Yeah, we got the heart, and it's about to become albatross food if we don't get the fuck in there, so come on! We have two of them! Now don't- that, that was our secret, why would you say that? Oh, do you now? Even I knew not to say that. Look, it's either we get- it's either we get eaten or we don't. A compelling offer. I will choose the latter. Well, we're not getting out of here until we deal with those sod in one way or the other, so come in quickly, we can discuss business. Oh, thank God. And the door creaks open to reveal a man in uh, icker-stained finery, clearly from a slightly more upspire. Welcome in. I'm Doman Blight, your employer and at your service. Behind him sits um, unmistakably a witch. She has earrings of, of a... a kind of pieced-together bone that dangle over her shoulders, and her hair is tied up in a pretty utilitarian bun of sorts. She's in some something in between painter's smock and, uh, and, and sort of general witch garb, hanging robes and tattered fabric. She does a, a light wave. Hello. Oh, and, and that is Hannah Lore. She will be completing the ritual with the materials you've brought us, which you have brought us, correct? Uh, of course. Uh, all our T's dotted and our I's crossed. <laughs> She steps up. May I see it? I guess I have one of them. Oh, just slung over my shoulder. I'm gonna sling that and just like drop it. Just a uh, thud against the ground. He's good. Well, that's the that's the horse heart you wanted. Ah, it seems the contract has been partially completed. I'm shocked. It's beautiful. She runs her hands over it. You're shocked. Doman looks up. Yes. <laughs> The Mustangs are, um, hardy creatures. <laughs> I'm pleased to see you made it out. Uh, roughly intact. He looks at Alessa's stump. Uh, Alessa waves her splintery stump. Hi, how are you? Fine. There are places you can get yourself looked at. Uh, kind of looks at Setson's battered skull. Yeah, that would be nice. Thank you very much. But I'm afraid they're not going to be available until we deal with that approaching horde. Did you piss off an albatross? I mean, we walked by it. What what do you mean, pissed it off? It looked at us, that's it. Well, don't look back. They're fickle creatures. Well, now, who the fuck looked back? Uh, man, I I would hate... No, nobody. Uh, The, uh... Marcelin, did you see who did it? What? Who did it? Did you see who did it? Look at me. Don't try to protect them. Look at me. Who did it? Don't try protecting them, all right? I would never um, throw any of my comrades under the bus. Uh, mm. That's what I love about you, Marcelin, is your gumption, your integrity, your loyalty. You would never do anything to endanger this team, and that's what I love. Yeah, uh, that's a team player. Everyone should take a a page out of Marcelin's book. Look at at this. I, I... I, feel, I have a feeling you're making fun of me. It was me. I did it. 
I looked at the albatross. I thought it was I thought it was a rock, a cool looking rock. I was not able to see very clearly at the time. I might have given it a glance or two um, as well. It, you know, um, the, the common wisdom I'm uh, these things is sometimes you just got to look your enemy in the eye. Marcel and I, could, could you come here? Come here for a second. Just when someone is covering for your ass, you let them. Oh, man. We, we all go down with the ship, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I appreciate it, kid. You all disappoint the absolute hell out of me. Yeah, well, it's not like, uh... Yeah, you you got an end to that sentence? Huh? I can't I can't find anything disappointing about you at the beginning, but I'm very certain that there is not nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't worry, sweetie. We'll get there. We will get there. Uh, but for right now, yeah, it it does look like we we're gonna have to deal with the shambles outside. Yes, you do. The vessel is now going to be only available through a sea of icker sodden corpses shambling at the behest of that particular albatross. So. You uh, got any uh, little uh, little items, a little so and sos, to help us in our uh, our current endeavor? You know that might uh, speed things along. We we did have a pipe bomb, but we don't anymore. Yeah, you got any uh, got any more of those? Oh yeah, more weapons. Artillery, maybe. Uh, uh some uh, some uh, siege weapons. A literal gun. Ooh, gun would work. Four other people to go in our stead. Anything will help. <sighs> Most of my personal materials are aboard the vessel. Fuck. If we could contact the engineer aboard the vessel, though, he may be able to uh, give us a little assistance. And there may be something inside of this building to replenish your pipe bombs if you have any other materials lying about. Hey, here's a thought. If we kill the albatross, right, then what happens? Uh, the Sodden will not be commanded by anything. They'll make their way back to the Icar. So then there's an easy way to solve this. It's just very, very high up. If you can catch it. Yeah, what you're saying is there's a very easy way to solve this. It's just not very easy. <laughs> I guess I should have used the word simple. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I guess we know what we're doing now. Uh, shit. No time like the present, I guess. <sighs> Let's get to business, shall we? Thank you so much for listening to this, the first episode of Unhallowed Shores. For new listeners, I can welcome you with open enough arms to our bizarre little crusade. For old listeners, my heartfelt apologies for the complex journey that has led to this particular story. This is not Swan Dive, nor is it connected in it to canon. It is instead a new take on the arc of what that campaign once was, using the palette of stories we began to paint with Once Upon a Time. Old faces may appear, but rest assured, there's no need for any understanding of Swan Dive to enjoy their new appearance, and we won't be beholden to what once was. With that, out with the old, in with the new. Here's to the future, my friends. I'm beyond excited to have you along for the ride. Thanks again for listening, and safe travels, my friends.